0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's podcast. It's going to be a bit of a short one this week, because I'm going to try to get through the whole thing without coughing, uh, cross our fingers, and see if that happens. But anyway, let's jump right in. A new version of New Super Mario Land was just released that fixed every complaint that people had on it. Now, for those of you not in the loop, New Super Mario Land was a ground up recreation of Super Mario Land for the Game Boy, but on the Super Nintendo. And everything was rebuilt the graphics, the music. And in my opinion, it was an absolutely wonderful remake of the game. And even when I started playing it, or when I first heard about it, I thought, oh, I hope someone hacks an MSU 1 version with the original Game Boy soundtrack. And after playing it, I don't think that's necessary at all. I think. Everything is perfect. The music was amazing. Everything. The only complaints that people really had about it were every time you jump, Mario made a woohoo noise that kind of started to grind on you after a little while. And the hit detection wasn't perfect. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't perfect. And to me personally, the controls felt a little bit slippery. Sometimes I'd end up falling off the side of a a hole and not even realizing how it happened. And now there's a version 1.1 released that, in my opinion, is perfect. Um, I couldn't get past level 3-2 when I first played the game, uh, and I played through it a bunch of times in a row, and now with this version 1.1, I was able to beat the game right away, and it was a ton of fun. There was a couple of frustrating parts which are part of the game itself and feel the same way that they felt on the Game Boy, so I actually think that's a good thing, a great amount of challenge. So anybody that's even remotely interested in this should definitely find it and, and try it out. It does work perfectly, on real hardware i also played it on the mister and it worked great on that as well so anybody that even remotely liked mario land for the original game boy would probably love this new version and i really am excited about it so give it a shot play it through i was able to beat it without cheating and uh and felt that it was the perfect amount of of challenge and fun for a short game because even the original was a very short game so if you're looking for a, a cool sit down session this is definitely one that i would recommend Remute has just opened pre-orders on his new album The Cult of Remute, which is going to come on a SNES cartridge or I believe a Super Famicom cartridge. And this game uses the Super Nintendo chips to generate the audio. It's not a pass-through like I'd seen in certain other projects. It's actually a game designed to be played through and listened through a Super Nintendo, just like Techno Optimistic last year was a game that Remute made that was well a, an album that came on a game cartridge designed to be played through through Sega Genesis and Sega Mega Drive systems. And I honestly loved the album either way. I would have enjoyed it very much if it was just a set of MP3s. But I thought it was a really awesome way to experience the music and a perfect crossover for people that like music and old video games. And one of the things I found interesting was listening to some of the songs on the Genesis 1, which uses a different audio chip than the other Genesis versions. So it's kind of an interesting experience, and I'm looking forward to doing the same thing on an original Super Nintendo. And while there isn't an MD Fourier testing software for the SNES yet, I'm also interested to see which version of the SNES is the best sounding or if they're different. Um, There certainly are different hardware revisions of the sound in the Super Nintendo, as anybody that has the original knows that there's a different audio box that you need to remove before taking out the motherboard. So I'm wondering if that translates to a difference in sound or if that's just a difference in the way the hardware was built. But either way, I'm really uh, interested to seeing how it sounds. I was about to see how it looks, but how it sounds. Uh, And I believe the album is shipping in April. So I pre-ordered mine, and as soon as it comes out, I'm definitely going to give it a listen. And I don't know, maybe figure out some way to do some fun video on it and some comparison. So if you're into Remute's music, definitely check this out. The Behar Brothers have just released their VGA-16 kit and announced some enhancements to it as well. So this is a kit that installs into an MVS motherboard for the Neo Geo and outputs VGA as well as now component video as well, which is selectable via a switch. You can only use one output at a time, not dual, which is understandable and totally fine. And they're both output via the VGA port. So you just need to get one of those cheap shielded VGA to component cables, not converters, just a cable. Um, The kits are priced at $95 and they seem like a really great solution for people that specifically need 480p out of their MVSs so the VGA version obviously would be for people who might do something like use a VGA monitor to game on their MVS um, and I believe this is a completely zero lag solution because it's replacing the DAC on the motherboard so you won't ha- it's not like it's being processed and will add a frame buffer it's a zero lag one-to-one solution that's just doubled to 480p and the component video is pretty interesting as as well because that might allow for other solutions with component video to accept this signal Um, Now, I believe because of the Neo Geo's weird timings that it might not be compatible with all flat screens or digital solutions, but it's something that you'll just have to try out on your own. Uh, I think, really, this is just geared towards people that want to use VGA monitors for their Neo Geos, which, depending on where you're located and what you have access to, it might be very easy to grab a cheap and very good-looking VGA monitor versus anything else. So, as always, I'm very thrilled that there's... um, options, and solutions for everybody because everybody really has different setups and different needs. So this is pretty cool. I should be getting one in within a few weeks, I hope, to try myself, and I'll be able to do an analysis of it uh, and really put it through its paces. So if you need VGA or, uh, I guess, 480p component video out from a Neo Geo console, check out the Behar Brothers, and uh, it's $95, which they said includes shipping. So that's pretty awesome. A prototype of a Star Wars game for the Sega Genesis was just found, and it looks pretty much like its Super Nintendo counterpart, however most of the stages aren't completed as well as the music. So while this ROM is playable on real hardware, the game itself isn't quite finished. But it looks great. Um, and to be honest I as soon as I saw this prototype I immediately got memories of playing the Super Nintendo version of Super Star Wars when I was a kid Um, and I definitely remember not being able to beat it and at the time I don't think we ever found cheat codes for it so we weren't able to do things like level select or infinite lives or anything like that but um, seeing the prototypes definitely making me want to go back and replay the original Super Star Wars just to kind of see how it holds up you know I'm always a little nervous of that because you know rose-colored glasses, right? What if all those memories of playing with my, you know, my brother and my cousins are all going to be tainted now if I find out the game actually sucks or something? But I do remember it being a really great experience, just very challenging. One of those games that you have to really memorize every step of the game and make sure you count your lives properly, otherwise you just won't be able to make it to the end. So, hopefully I'll be able to fire up Mr. and give it a try on a CRT just to see how it feels, but as for the Star Wars Genesis prototype, I mean, it's not really something you could play other than for fun and to check out how it l- would have looked on a Sega Genesis, but even that, it's kind of fun in my opinion anyway, so maybe I'll fire this up on a Genesis, play it for a few moments, and then play the Super Nintendo version or something, but if you're interested, uh, check out the post, and uh, you could be able to download the ROM yourself and play it right on a ROM card. Erkin Labs have just released a line doubler called the Retroscaler A1. It's a $225 device that's able to take signals from arcade boards, Older computers and consoles, and double the resolution to 31 kilohertz, so 480 p via a VGA output. Um, now, this project I think isn't really designed for mainstream consoles, um, and the price definitely reflects that, because the RetroTink 2x and a VGA converter can also line double consoles at about half the price. But I think this one was really focused on getting arcade boards working safely on a VGA monitor which is a pretty interesting concept and something much like the Behar Brothers box uh, or Behar Brothers internal solution. Really, depending on what your needs are and what monitors you have available to you, this might be the perfect solution for you. A friend of mine has one, and he's going to bring it over hopefully next week, so I'll be able to put it through its paces and see how it works. But overall, it seems like a neat solution for people that specifically need arcade boards to go onto VGA monitors, and I'll check out its other features as well. Um, And of course, I'll have to put it up against the Retro Tank 2X, because that is the number one (coughs) line doubling solution out there today, and we'll see if there's a performance difference in anything else. But I'm definitely interested to try it out, and if you're in that situation where you on arcade boards, specifically on VGA monitors, definitely check out the post and the Erkin Labs website. The MSX shoot 'em up game Uchusen Gamma, i am Positive I'm not saying that right, but it's a cool looking 'em up for the MSX. Is now getting a physical version for about $40 each. So this is perfect for MSX collectors who really like physical versions of the games as well as the ROMs. And they're also leaving the original ROM available for free to download. Um, it's my personal opinion that I very much hope that they also have a PayPal donation link or something else like that for those of us who enjoy games but don't have the space for the physical collector's editions i'd still like to always give back to the developers that make these things if it's a game that i really like of course so anybody that's interested in the physical version the uh, links are all right here and hopefully the same team will offer like a paypal link for people that just want to throw a few dollars of appreciate appreciation towards a game that they may enjoy Virtual Boy developer Thunderstruck has just completed an English translation on the game SD Gundam. And this is a translation that I believe was already started and Thunderstruck just came in and got all of the last bits translated as well as all the credits. And this is something that I always think is so important. I really love to see translations of any game, even when I kind of giggle a little bit like Afterburner got a translation, even though I think there's like 10 words total in the game. But it's something that I feel is very important. Because it allows people outside of one culture or language to experience a game the way that it kind of should have been experienced. And even though basic shooter games don't really need to be translated, stuff like this absolutely benefits from it and i really think it opens up these games to a much wider audience so i'm very happy that this is done it's going to be playable via the hyper flash 32 the upcoming rom cart from kevin mellett as well as anybody that has the ability to either flash their own virtual boy carts or has the original flash boy and of course could also be played via an emulator as well Um, Also, just a reminder that um, a lot of these developers have Patreons. Thunderstruck does as well. And if you appreciate the work that developers do, please consider throwing even just a dollar a month because I think a lot of people tend to take and forget to give back. And I mean that respectfully. And I do know that most of these developers would do this work anyway, even without a Patreon, and don't expect anything. I just, I've seen with my own with my own life, how people can dump a lot of their own time and energy into something. And sometimes it feels kind of thankless, even though there's probably tons of people out there that are appreciating it. Um, Most of the time, all you see on the internet is hatred, not not appreciations. So any developer that you like, please support. Um, And... Uh, this game is available to download the patch right from the planet virtual boy thread, and hopefully we'll see demos of the Hyper Flash 32 coming up soon. So we'll be able to have easier ways to play this on real hardware. Crix has just posted another firmware update for the EverDrive N8 pro. This firmware adds three new mappers, which I believe add support for homebrew games as well as a few existing other ones and fixes some of the mappers for existing games. Um, I really always appreciate these updates because I think that stuff like the EverDrive N8 was already a fully featured product anyway, so to continually see updates for it is really awesome in my opinion. And also, if you don't need the Pro, I believe a few places are selling off the original N8 at a discount. So they're still fully featured, as I believe I talked about last week or the week before. The original N8 got a huge firmware update as well with a lot of the same mapper support. So, you know, it really just depends on your needs. And if all you're looking to do is play the majority of NES games and not so much homebrew or anything like that, maybe now take the opportunity to jump on one of the less expensive original ones while they're still available. Uh, once they sell out, that's it, because the main reason for the Pro was the limit uh, the limit of parts that were available for the original one. I think a few of them were going end of life. So get the old ones while you can, and if you're a huge NES fan and you want the best that they have to offer, the N8 Pro is definitely the one for you. Well, it was a bit of a shorter one this week, but it kind of worked out in my favor, I guess. I didn't end up in a coughing fit or anything like last time. So, uh, by the way, thank you very much for all the kind words on Twitter. It's not not common to see a bunch of kind words on Twitter, so thank you very much. I I think I'm healing up. Um, No one's really sure what's wrong with me, but they think it's a chest infection or something. So I'm just loaded up on antibiotics and crap, which always make me loopy. So... Uh, That's why I haven't really been working on videos or anything else. And for the first time in, like, I mean, probably almost two years now, I've done very little, which I'm bad at. I think one of the things in life that I'm worst at is relaxing. (laughs) Relaxing. drives me crazy i always want to be working on something and doing something but i also don't want to do a half-assed job because i'm loopy on medication so uh, i'm trying my best to just chill out and get better and i'm hoping that the next video i put up will finally be that rad 2x snes video that shows the different versions and stuff like that so uh I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens next, but thank you all very much for your support. And of course, also thank you to people that support on uh, all of the different platforms like Patreon. There's going to be some cool announcements for that coming up soon. I just got to get time to work it all out, but uh, some pretty cool news that I'm proud of coming up hopefully next week, I guess. So anyway, thank you all very much for your support. I will see you next week and hopefully not be coughing and all nasally still.